Hello and welcome to My First Dungeon, the tabletop role-playing podcast that helps game masters learn new games and make each one better than the last. And this season, there will be no game master, there will be no facilitator, there will be no dungeon master, there will only be death. As we watch a group of intrepid cats seek a glorious demise in Nine Lives to Valhalla! My name is Brian Flaherty, and I will be taking the mantle of death in this game, and I'm joined by my five ferocious felines, Michelle Chan Bennett. Meow. <laughs> Elliot Davis. Meow. Abby Hepworth. Meow. Carolyn Page. <laughs> that was a long one, unexpectedly long one, and Chinook DeSera. How the fuck am I supposed to follow that shit? <laughs> 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 meow. Meow, <laughs> see, meow. Meow, <laughs> 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 uh, Welcome back, everybody. Uh, how's everyone feeling? You guys excited for a little bit of uh, uh, cat mayhem frisky. and carnage? Frisky. So good. Yeah. Frisky. I feel good. Here we go. Frisky. So good. My litter box is full and so is my heart. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> we all took our poops in the litter box today. Yeah, yeah, to get into character. Everyone come over and poop at my house. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we had to get into character. You're getting into character. That. You got to poop in the litter box at least once. <laughs> cool. So we're going to be uh, going through character creation and session zero stuff. But to start us off, let's just do a quick refresher of the game mechanics for this game. It is pretty simple. All your cats are going to have a number of features, but the main ones are going to be their four stats. Those stats are brutality, viciousness, cunning, and ferocity. General idea is brutality is force and hardiness, so kind of strength and constitution. Viciousness is precision and finesse, which is more of like a dexterity type thing. Cunning is your anticipation, your machinations, your scheming, uh, so kind of an intelligence, charisma type thing. And your ferocity is your instinct and your reactions, so kind of an intelligence, a de dexterity type thing. You will have those four stats. Each of those stats will be denoted by a certain polyhedral die. So it could be a D4, D6, D8, D10, or D12. Anytime we make a roll in this game, something will die. It could be your cat. It could be the thing your cat is fighting. And that thing that your cat is fighting could be a thing, or it could be an object, or it maybe could be a concept. We don't know. We're going to see what happens. <laughs> but regardless what happens, the same thing will happen. Your cat will choose two dice to roll based on those stats, whichever you think most apply. You'll roll those two dice and you'll take the highest number. I, as Death, uh, the game master, will choose two dice myself based on what I think best applies. I'll roll those. It's just highest number wins. Uh, anytime someone ties, both things die. So Whoa. that could be both creatures. It could be your cat and the idea of something. Could be anything. In this game, however, death is not just a looming presence. It is not just a concept, but it is, in fact, a character, in a sense. And it is the person who will be giving you your quest. It is also a thing that, if you so choose, you could choose to try and kill. So at any point, one of the characters... I just saw Michelle's face. <laughs> <laughs> if you wanted to, you could try it. <laughs> At any point in the game, if you wanted to, your cat could attempt to kill death itself. In this case, ties go to death. And what happens if death gets killed, Brian? If death gets killed, the cat who killed death will assume the mantle of death. 
So if Wait. you kill me, you then become death and i.e. become the game master. Yeah. <laughs> what? Oh so so you. take it. So take it with a with a grain of salt and know that if you choose to go by this route, because I know all of you would like to do this chaotic thing, it also has a bit of responsibility <laughs> tied to it. Mm, uh, so think it through should you choose to do this. There are some other mechanics and things that your characters will be able to do. We'll go over those once we get into the character creation proper. But to start us off, I just want to do a quick check on uh, safety tools for this game, uh, lines and veils. This is a, a classic safety tool we use here on My First Dungeon. Lines are things we do not want to see in this game. Veils are things we're okay existing in the world, but we'd rather kind of keep off screen. And just to, to start us off, since this is a game of uh, cats seeking glorious death, we will obviously have to have cats dying. But as a proud owner of two cats, I don't particularly want to have overly dramatic, uh, realistic, brutal deaths of cats because I love my two little baby boys too much. So, so that's my kind of uh, veil off screen thing. But I think uh, if we approach it in the way of we're seeking a glorious death, we should be fine. Is there like specific things that you would like rather not use? You know, not really. I think it, it if we're having cats seeking glorious death of like of their choosing, it's probably fine. But I think it's one of those things of like, I don't want to uh, dwell too much on the passing of my two sweet baby boys. <laughs> 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 they'll never see glorious death only treats and snuggles yeah. I swear to god if I see a single dog tonight <laughs> I'm gonna lose it no <laughs> did you guys see the Frenchie in the playbook yes yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. Oh, it was like nemesis found nemesis <laughs> identified and then it was a charming little Frenchie <laughs> which I love too because you know, I was like, like that dog definitely didn't exist when Vikings were <laughs> like, well, oh this is a post-apocalyptic point yeah yeah this is this is post-apocalyptic this is uh we exist in a world uh after humans have long since vanished we're kind of gonna kind of exist in a world of almost like cities being overgrown and reclaimed by nature. And cats have assumed their rightful mantle back at the top of the food chain. Well, 2027. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Does anyone else have any uh, lines or veils they'd like to address for this game, either on mic or, or we can cut it out off mic? I kind of don't want to hear about animal sex. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Wish you should have told me that before. <laughs> uh, yeah. Unpopular opinion. <laughs> <laughs> they can be horny. But just don't um, want them. <laughs> don't want them. I don't want to. Be they can be horny, but they have to be repressed. <laughs> yeah, repressed and horny. <laughs> yeah, these cats are gonna be focused. These cats are gonna be focused on uh, achieving their glorious demises. So great. As always, lines and veils and safety tools, it's a, a fluid line. It's it's a constant communication. So if we're playing the game or any time the rest of this conversation, you realize there's something else that you want to add in there, throw it in and we'll make sure the game's fun for everybody. Because that's what safety tools do. I have a question about the world. Yeah. Like this is in like a... This is in like a Viking analog world, right? So there isn't like... There aren't like machines... This is like a, a post-apocalyptic world. So it it it's like uh, present day stuff exists, but most of it has like cities have been grown over with with vines and trees and stuff. 
machines probably exist, but they don't really work anymore. Like, I don't think cats or okay. anything is like using them, except like maybe here and there as like relics almost. Okay. I, th- I think like a machine to uh, cats and dogs and birds and things in this world is like, uh, what's that quote about science fiction? Like it's sufficiently advanced technology is akin to magic. Mm. It's kind of that. Right. Right. Okay, cool. You guys ready to make some cats? <gasps> meow. Woo. Yeah. Let's meow. make some cats. Meow, meow. So the first thing we everyone's got to pick is a very easy one. We'll start with the easiest one. What's your fur color? Anyone want to throw something out there first? Well, okay. I have two concepts for characters and both have very different fur situations. Yeah, go for it. Hit us. Um, one is a like a snowball cat like that, like real ritzy white cat. Um, yeah. Real floof. Yeah, you play. You plan to play a full <laughs> white cat, dude. Of course, of course. Yeah. Right. Okay, never mind. One of them is uh, the the chunky gray cat with the little ears that are folded <laughs> on itself. A Scottish fold. Yeah, a Scottish fold. And the other one is a hairless cat. <gasps> Ooh, I like the idea of a hairless cat. That's fun. I was think I w- my idea is for a gray cat, and I think having a hairless cat is real cool. Yeah, visually. I like cool. them. Go for the hairless. Abby, you have any ideas? I kind of wanted to be a Norwegian forest cat. Where's a Norwegian bas- forest cat? They gotta Google them. They're beautiful, but they're basically like Maine coons, but they oh, sure. they live like out in the wilderness. So they're huge, extremely fluffy. What's the kind of cat that sits on its tail when it's cold? A palace it's a cat? Palace cat. Palace. Mm. Yeah, oh. Yeah. I don't know if anyone's if anyone's not seeing a picture of a palace cat, it's so cute. They they stand on the snow. And their tail curls out in front of them, and they put their paws on the tail so they don't their little toes beads don't get cold. I think snow leopards do that too. Oh, that's very good. It's very <laughs> cute. especially it, you got to watch a video of it happening. It's so cute. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go Norwegian forest cat. So it's kind of like um, brown gray stripe sort of a situation, but very fluffy and also quite large. Love it, uh, Michelle. Any kind of cat color calling out to you? Yeah, I'm gonna be. Pure snow white. <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> and Shnook, what are you feeling? Uh, I was going to pick like a long haired, like black cat. Nice. My friend Lauren has a long haired black cat named Hank. Hmm. Shout out to Hank. Shout out, Shout out Hank. Shout out to Hank. Hank. Shout out Bart. Shout out Roy. Shout out. We just shout out all the cats we know. <laughs> yeah, I just want to be a classic American short hair, gray, stripey cat who's very, very tubby. Just oh, <laughs> a tubby guy. Tubby. He's Real tubs. round boy. I'm deciding where we want to go next. Uh, I think uh, just getting like a general description of your cat and also kind of considering the questions. You can choose to answer these now or you can choose to kind of answer them as we go. Two questions that are good to ask in this game are, why did death call to you and what did you leave behind? Because in this game, death is a figure incarnate. It is actually a person who came up to you and delivered unto you a quest. You will all start this game having met death themselves, having given you a vital quest. So does anyone have an idea of why death chose you for this this mission? I do. Yeah, go for it. It kind of ties into my Panthera Pantheon 
God, if that's cool, like the backstory, can I get into that a little yeah, bit? Go for it. So I was thinking that my cat, this big round fat cat, is a devotee, a monk of the goddess Tigris. Mm. And he okay. is just a creature of comfort. And he like presided over this like brewery monastery where he just like ate all day and drank and like threw rowdy parties and is just a big party guy just loves to like lay in the sun and roll around and chase after you know little springs and stuff that they make from little curls of bark from the trees or whatever and that he was first recognized by the goddess tigress because no one could drink more than him no one could eat more (laughs) than him no one laughed louder or longer and when like brawls broke out in these glorious halls of revelry he always won and he would always like wrestle wrestle people to the ground and stuff and so he's been just like chosen by this goddess and then death sees that this is her mightiest warrior and so Mm. chooses him and so that's what he's left behind is this life of comfort and warmth to go out and do the bidding of death in in the darkness love that and you've also kind of touched on the the main mechanic of how you determine your stats in this game is uh your favorite god which i believe you said uh tigris yeah that's what i was thinking but if that's conflicts with an idea that someone else is in love with i'm very open to changing it so we won't assign stats just yet uh but do start thinking about it as, as we go around Depending on what your favorite god is, these are the five cat gods that rule over all of cat kind. Through devotion or mighty deeds, each cat is brought by death to fight, die, or fight again, and is overseen by one of these five gods. They are Pardus, which is the leopard, Anka, or Onka, which is the jaguar, Tigris, which is the tiger, Leo, which is the lion, and Uncia, which is the snow leopard. Each of these different gods has a combination of four polyhedral die associated with them. So, for instance, Tigris is three D6s and one D10. So, Carolyn, you'll be able to assign those four dice to your four stats of brutality, viciousness, cunning, and ferocity as you choose. So, start thinking about that now. We'll, we'll come around to that in a little bit. Does anyone else have uh, uh, thoughts about why Death chose them and what they left behind? Yeah. Chanuk, hit us up. Yeah. <laughs> Pure, long, black fur, kind of scruffy. Looks like it's never been brushed or taken care of pretty well at all. And my ears are like the Scottish fold ears, kind of tiny and stubs. And it looks like uh, my tail was like cut off or like someone like bit it off or something. And death called upon me because I think my cat kind of grew up outside of larger societies with a bunch of dogs and other animals in a way and like had like a twin brother that was a dog but then uh upon finding our little civilization we were like pitted against each other and my dog brother or sister my twin they're out in the world and death called upon me to go hunt them down and kill them holy shit damn that's metal (laughs) uh what's your what's your twin's name oh my twin's name is Anura. Anura. How do you, how do you spell it? A-N-U-R-A. And you grew up with Anura. You played with them. You loved them. How would you 
go about tracking them? Like, do they have a specific thing they like? Do they have a certain smell? Mm. What is, what's kind of your instinct of how you're going to find them? Yeah, I think uh, I know what they smell like. And like growing up with dogs, I like have a heightened sense of smell. And like, I know like the habits that she has. Yeah, like I know like her favorite foods and like the time of night that she hunts and all that stuff. What is uh what does she smell like? She smells like um sweet peaches. <laughs> Not like wet dog. Not like wet dog. <laughs> I think no, she, uh, she gets wet. <laughs> <laughs> I think my cat smells like wet dog. Gross. Your yeah. cat smells like wet dog? Yeah. Love it. And my cat's That's name cute. is uh, Sarath. And what are your pronouns? Uh, he, him. Love it. And then uh, have you looked at the favored gods? Do you have any inkling of what god your cat may be following? Yeah. I was going to pick Pardis. Nice. The leopard. Twin of Uncia. The smallest of the panthers, but the most adaptable. That means you will have 2d6s and 2d8s to apply to your stats. So start thinking about where you want to put those now. And we'll keep going around the table. Does anyone else have a thought on why death called to them? I got one. Yeah, Ellie, go for it. So my cat, whose name I haven't decided on yet, is a hairless cat. And he's very kind of smarmy in stature. He sort of has got a hunch. And he took a, a long pilgrimage into these deep cold tunnels to places of great power because he's a devotee of Uncia and he likes to uh, take catnip and have mystical visions um, to <laughs> communicate with Uncia um, and it was at the the deepest depths of this cave which was a Petco uh, <laughs> that he met death and was and was called to called to adventure and what are you leaving behind or was this an easy call for you to make? Mm, I think it's an easy call because I think he's obsessed with uh, learning more and more dark magics. And, Ooh, okay. and honestly, if anything, he was trying to get noticed by death, I think, probably. And in this game, dark magics is always spelled M-A-G-I-C-K-S. <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's cool just, magic. Because it's cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's metal magic. Metal magic. Uh, so, Uncia, you will have 2D4s. A D8 and a D12. Uh, so you're going to have one mega cool dice, two little smaller dices, but I'll let you uh, think about what you'd want for those. Oh, I know where that's going. Don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> Elliot, did you have a, a name? Uh, I'm thinking Skunder. Skunder? Skunder. Love yeah. it. Is that with a C or with a K? Uh, S-K-U-N-D-R. Nice. And what are Skunder's pronouns? Uh, Skunder's pronouns are he, him. I just realized that all of the gods are the Latin names for the different kinds of species. Oh, clever. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Good on you. Kind of neat. <laughs> um, Brian, did you want us to to do all five of the gods? Or is it cool if there's repeat? There's a, it's definitely cool if there's repeats. Um, I think repeats could be good because then kind of bonds, bonds. to characters. Mm -hmm. Michelle, did you have an idea of yeah, I was also going to be a devotee of Uncia. Uh oh. Hell yeah. Okay. What's uh yeah, Michelle, what's your um description? Why did death call to you? 
Yeah. Death called to me because I'm that girl. Um, <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> so my cat came from whatever the equivalent in this post-apocalyptic cat society um, is equivalent to like aristocracy. I'm picturing her living in like <laughs> a snowy, one like a leftover like mansion, like an abandoned mansion. Okay. And with her line with her dynasty she's one of many and she because of her affluence is like very bored and like really highly intelligent and a little bit cruel because of that and i think death sensed that she was using her powers the the magic that she drew from uncia for like dark stuff when in reality she should she can go find a secret that can like bring like there's like a famine, I think, in the town sort of around mm. the mansion, mm. right? And so she can actually fix that. Um, but she kind of like is sort of chaotic neutral. <laughs> <laughs> so like doesn't really care. So but she's bored. So I think that this death is calling to her because she has the skill um and needs uh needs direction. Do you say your your cat's bored, death called to them, but they're in a pretty cushy place. Uh, mm -hmm. Do they feel, is it just like a sense of adventure and a sense of like, I got to get out of here? That's the reason that they're leaving this place? I think she's always felt a, felt a sense of she is destined for something larger than um, just like sitting in the comfort of mm. her family home. And so is pursuing this not because she has any loyalty to sort of the serfs, cats that live around, but because she at this moment in time feels like she needs is meant for to do something greater because she is she knows she's like powerful when you left did you leave behind like family like did, did they bless your going or did you kind of like skulk out in the dead of night or? i think that they are equally detached from each other because there's so many of them and they're so cushy and i don't think they noticed they didn't notice yeah, oh, I don't wow. think they noticed. Damn. All of them are very independent. A group of cats is called a clouder, I think. So your your clouder yeah. didn't even notice. That's just a weird word. Clouder. Clouder. Say it, Michelle. Let's hear it. <laughs> My, cl <laughs> My clouder. Yeah. Um. Say it. Say it. I feel like Carolyn looked up a bunch of... Are we legally... Can we only no, say dude. clouder? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're just going to refer to this group as a clouder. <gasps> I love it. The chaotic clouder. Or the courageous clouder. I don't know if I want to have to say clouder. Clam <laughs> <laughs> clouder. Clam clouder. Clam clouder. So, so Michelle, you're all white. You're a devotee of Uncia, uh, which means you as well will have two D4s, a D8, and a D12 to assign to those stats, which we'll do in a minute. Do you have a name for your all-white? Hello Kitty. Hello Kitty, all right. <laughs> all right. Hello Kitty. <laughs> of the Clouder Sanrio. <laughs> How do people refer to you? Do they refer to you as Hello Kitty? If you're familiar with me, you can just call me Hello, but everybody calls me Hello Kitty. I'm <laughs> one of those people that everyone calls me first and last name. I love it. Hello Kitty's pronouns she, her? Mm-hmm. And Abby. Yeah. Why did death call to you? So tying into that, I think I'm, my favorite god is going to be Anka, the jaguar. 
who carries the moon in the mouth and is about sort of uh, travel and exploration and leaving home. And I think that death uh, came to me because I have explored a lot of places and so have knowledge of like a bunch of different types of terrain or locations or or mm-hmm. have the skills to kind of figure that stuff out pretty easily. And uh, my reputation precedes me. <laughs> <laughs> like death showed up and you're like, yeah, I was wondering when you were going to show up. I was like, up. yeah, this is not just a surprise. <laughs> what, what's like an example of a previous quest or thing that like makes you think that you are so worthy of death's attention? If people know one thing about me, it, or if cats know one thing about me, it is the story of the time that I swam across a river to get to the gushies on the other side, <laughs> the food on the other, the treats on the other side, because I'm not afraid of swimming and getting into, and I'm big enough that like a current's not really going to take me in the same way that it would a tiny little boy. And so I think that it was, yeah, this stash of food across the ri- across the river, and everyone was like, if only we could get there. And I was like... Hold my milk. I'll be right back. <laughs> Hold my milk. And it, and is that a is that a truce? Did that actually happen, or is that like a myth that's been perpetuated? It it definitely happened, but everybody knows a slightly different version. Like it's morphed to, depending on who tells it in the community. So it, it's there's different versions out there, but there is a true version at the base of it. Cool. So with uh, Anka, you'll have a D4, two D6s, and a D12. So you got that wide stance between the D4 and the D12. (laughs) Anka, of course, is the jaguar that stalks across the night sky, wandering far from Valhalla's warm halls each night with the moon in his mouth. And then what are you uh, leaving behind to go on this mission, this calling from death? I think every time... She, Because she doesn't really stay in places for very long, but that is starting to weigh on her a little bit. And so the thing she is leaving behind is, and has done this many times before, but it's more and more upsetting, is the idea of actually forming like a community and a connection. Um, So she's, again, I mean, setting out in a group, feeling like, okay, well, I have to give up the things that I might want to do for the greater good. And I'm fair, I'm thinking on her name. Would you like us to come back? Yeah. Also, Carolyn, what did you say your name? I did not, but oh. it's Mr. Tumbo. Mr. Tumbo. <laughs> they call me Mr. Tumbo. And I have a big white belly that's very soft. Aww. And I will let you pet Aww. it. I'm one of those cats. <laughs> it's not a trap. <laughs> it's not a trap. In fact, I insist. <laughs> I insist. I will go like this on my back until you do it. <laughs> for the for the audience who can't see, I'm doing exactly what you think I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait, can I change my name? Yeah, what do you want to change your name to? Uh, Bala. Bala? It, it means dog in my language. Oh, I like that. How do you, is B-U-L-L-A-H? Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, if you want, <laughs> and Elliot, what was your name? Uh, Skunder right to me, Skunder. Yeah, kind of name you want to brush your teeth after saying, Yeah, <laughs> <Skunder>. <laughs> what? 
Great line. <laughs> I think I'm going to go with Inga. Inga. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, Inga's pronouns? She-ha. Since everyone has their attributes, let's go around real quick and assign those uh, stats. So you, you have the four stats that are given to you by your favorite god, and you can assign them to brutality, viciousness, cunning, and ferocity. I just had a note because it's I'm looking at the weapons, and so you might, you don't have to, but you might want to assign your stats to the kind of weapon that you have so that's like the stronger one. Does the game oh, even work true. like that? Let's um, you know let's I mean? actually, no, that's a good point. Let's look to, before we do, uh, before we assign our stats, let's go ahead and also choose the weapon that is your mastered weapon. Uh, every cat is the master of a certain style of weapon. You choose that style and you embrace its nature. The Panthera may bless you with additional mastery or further refine a style you already have to greater heights. You should name and describe your weapon. They are an extension of your will. This is an epic, grandiose game. I want some epic, grandiose weapon fucking titles. A cat may choose to use a weapon they have not yet mastered, but it's likely to break under the unbridled might after a single use. So the weapon that you choose is the weapon that you will likely be most using. The main weapons in this game are dual weapons, which use brutality and viciousness. These allow you to parry and strike with weapons akimbo, precise and strong, each weapon has things that it employs, which are two stats it employs, and are effective against certain types of enemies. So dual weapons, in this case, are effective against giant and armored foes. We also have single weapons, great weapons, bows, fang and claw, and dark magics. Again, magics with a K, CK. Of course, of course. Of course. Just got to make sure everyone knows that. Anyone want to start us off with what weapon you would like to be the master of? Dark magics. Michelle coming in with dark magics. Somebody had to do it. I was going to say it's too cool to not have that one. Dark magics employ cunning and ferocity. So you may want to use one of your higher stats in cunning or ferocity. Piercing energies and dooming hexes of madness and despair. They are particularly effective against tricky or against magic foes. Michelle, since you can't really name dark magics, though I guess you could. Is there a... Uh, a word of great importance, like a magic word uh, that you use when you're casting your spells? No, I'm completely nonverbal. Your character is completely nonverbal? N- when I cast spells, I'm completely nonverbal. <laughs> 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 this will be the second time that we've had a mute character right? on our audio. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I can't do this again. Yeah, you just triggered a panic response from Brian. You know what? It worked, <laughs> it worked so out scared. the first time around. It worked the first time. We could try it again. Okay, so to signal when I'm casting a spell, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, show the expre- I'll describe the expression on my face, but I'll also simply blink. And Brian, I'll go, and I'll go blink, blink. <laughs> that's, and just the, the process of this is a very uh i dream of genie type of move mm. god yes mm. yeah but it's not cute it's scary <laughs> but it's kind of cute <laughs> okay yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna make it so it's like think think but then there's also gonna be like a spooky sound in the back <laughs> love that anyone else have a have a mastered weapon I think I'm going to go with Fang and Claw. Fang and Claw Ooh. employs viciousness and ferocity. Yeah. With your big, meaty paws? Big, meaty um. <laughs> paws. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, and I'm trying to think of, because I feel like if it's Fang and Claw, that she should have some kind of like, <laughs> like a um, 
what's the word I'm looking for? Where it's like, like a catchphrase. No, <laughs> where it's like. I was going to say, you know, like a Kamehameha type Knuckle thing. tattoos? No, where it's like, it'd be like, like Inga the Brave or like Inga the, the, I can't think of any. Oh, like, like Gargantuan? has a moniker. Like some kind of honorific. Yeah. The Daunting? Something like that. The Dauntless. Uh, Dauntless. <laughs> Inga the Waterbound, Inga the River. Inga the Unsinkable? Crosser. I kind of love Inga the Unsinkable. Inga the Buoyant? <laughs> buoyant? <laughs> like um, you're a ship. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I've am i decided I'm going to do Inga the Unsinkable. Uh, so you'll be employing Fang and Claw, which use viciousness and ferocity. They are effective against armored and magic foes. Something to keep in mind. Uh, anyone else? Weapon of choice? I'm going to do a great axe. I'm going to have a great weapon, and it's going to be a big Hell yeah! With like two axe heads on the end, on the mm-hmm. like a real a real classic great axe. Classic great axe. Great weapons employ brutality and ferocity. The crushing weight of a mighty weapon driving foes in twain. We love driving foes in twain. I love the word twain. Mm. I love things being cleft in twain. What a great fucking <laughs> phrase. Split weapons arrow in twain. <laughs> I, I'm going to assign my D10 to brutality and the rest are D6s. Because brutality yeah. is force, vigor, hardiness, and obstinance. And I think my guy's real hardy. Perfect. He's a real chonko. Your weapon will be effective against giant and magic foes. Uh, do you have a name? your weapon or perhaps a title for your weapon i always find that for like great epic weapon names it's good of having like the name comma the blank axe or something Mm. so like i hefty the blood axe or something i don't know oh that's cool hefty i was thinking blood drinker because i'm from a i was i'm from a not blood lapper Winery. <laughs> no, blood drinker. Blood drinker. Sugar <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, this, this I'm I'm willing it into being. Uh we're gonna have Behold do the theme song for this, and it's gonna start off with that classic like metal, you just hear the hi-hat symbols. <laughs> Bart will 100% sing those cues. <laughs> a lot of meows in He's the a theme loud song. Boy. A lot of meows. If I've got my druthers. A loud boy. Who's left? Uh, Schnook and Elliot. Either of you have uh, a weapon of choice? Yeah, I'm also doing dark magics. Nice. So again, cunning and ferocity, effective against tricky and magic foes. Yeah, 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 yeah. What is yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do your dark magics look like? I think that I carry a rat skull that I talk to and that I cast all my spells out of. <laughs> rat skull is your arcane Ooh. focus. Yeah. Uh, what was? Uh, what do you call the rat skull? Roderick. Of course. Awesome. You have all this locked and loaded. I don't know why I asked, honestly. It was obviously. Yeah, why, what do yeah. you mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know, just, you, you gotta ask. Yeah. And I guess, actually, this is fun because both you and Michelle, both dark magics, both followers of Uncia, what do you think of of Hello Kitty's magics and castings? Mm, do you, do you mm. like appreciate them? Do you think they're good, or are you like, ah, oh, this is an amateur? I don't know. I think Skunder feels like Hello Kitty's not willing to get her paws dirty. 
to do do the real dark oh. magics. <laughs> Gotten too cushy up there in the mansion. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. A class class war. warfare, yeah. And, and Hello Kitty, what do you think about Skunder's uh, rat skull for casting magic? I think that if you have to use a tool or get high to cast magic, you're not really that powerful. You're not really that, that is, good at magic. That is, that is Skunder to a T, is he is just always eating catnip or oh snorting it. He's getting catnip in him however he can. Um, and then talking to a Skunder. rat skull. <laughs> Whatever orifice is open to him, he's using. <laughs> Love that. Yeah, you have innate talent. Skunder has devoted himself to darkness. This is real uh, uh, sorcerer versus wizard type shit. Yeah, definitely. More like sorcerer versus warlock. Sorcerer versus warlock. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. And Chinook, what are you feeling? I was gonna do the dual weapons. Hell yeah! Dual weapons. What? What kind of weapons? I was gonna do uh, if you'll allow it. I was gonna pick uh, Arumi's. U R U M I. They're like these whip sword things. They look sick, dude. Like Volo and Soul Calibur. It's so funny because I would describe it as a cat's tail whip, but with yeah, knives. It looks like a cat toy. It looks like a straight up cat toy. It does. Oh my God. Sick. That's fucking cool as hell. We're giving the people so much stuff to Google. It's great. Yeah, oh Google my, that yeah, shit. Google like my that? fucking culture, you dweebs. Put this as an, in an Assassin's Creed gang. Come on. What are we doing? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you can absolutely have. Uh, dual Aramis. Uh, it'll be very fun. Arumis. Arumis, excuse me. They employ brutality Arumi, Arumi, and viciousness. Come on, pretty mommy. <laughs> <laughs> so vicious. That's Chinook's culture. Jared <laughs> 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 <Their> Head. <laughs> Island living. Uh, <laughs> um, so, dual weapons employ brutality and viciousness. They are effective against giant and armored foes. So something to keep in mind. And do do these uh, dual weapons have a name? Hmm. Arumi Arami, and you have to sing it like that. <laughs> <laughs> One's just the name of the weapon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Arumi Arami and Arami. Rumor tells of the secret third, come on, pretty mom. <laughs> That's good. Now you've got your quest. <laughs> you've got your quest. You're going to be a, like, a, what is it, Zoro in One Piece? We have the third sword in your mouth. Yeah. Hey there, it's Elliot from the Many Sided Media team. In addition to playing and producing here on My First Dungeon, I'm also a game designer known for such games as Something is Wrong with the Chickens, a rules-like game of chickens, eldritch horror, and revenge. Project Echo, a solo time travel game played in the pages of a planner. And the upcoming Rom-Com Drama Bomb, a three-player game of meet-cutes and mayhem. If you like weird and unique games and want to bring something new to your table, head to moreblueberries.shop and use code MYFIRSTDUNGEON for 20% off your order. That's M-O-R-E-B-L-U-E-B-E-R-R-I-E-S dot shop. Thanks! So now that you have your mastered weapon... Uh, you have a better idea of where you can assign your four attributes, your brutality, your viciousness, your cunning, and your ferocity. 
So I'm just going to go around real quick and we'll just say uh, what you'd like to assign to each. Carolyn, I know you already said you're going to do your... Uh, what are you going to do? I'm going to do Brutality, D10, mm-hmm. Viciousness, D6, Ferocity, D6, and Cunning, D6. Awesome. Uh, Elliot? D12, Ferocity, D8, Cunning, D4, Viciousness, and Brutality. Hell yeah. Schnook? Uh, D8, Brutality, D8, Viciousness, D6, Cunning, D6, Ferocity. Nice. Uh, Michelle, Hello Kitty. I don't want to just do the same as Elliot. You could do, you could flip-flop cunning and ferocity. I figured you would. That's why I went, honestly, the way I did. Really? I figured you would be a bit more cunning. Why? I'm just kidding. Of, uh, <laughs> because of your character. <laughs> Is that the Hello Kitty voice? I was just oh, like, no. no, I'm nonverbal. Okay. Yeah, I think I, I, but I actually, actually, yeah, sure. Let's do that. So D4 brutality, D4 viciousness, D12 cunning, D8 ferocity. Love it. And Abby? I'm going to do D4 brutality, D6 viciousness, D6 uh, cunning, and D12 ferocity. Hell yes. Great. So we have a lot of the character creation already done with that. In the game proper, there's only one more thing you'd have to do, which is choose your blessing of Valhalla. For most games of Nine Lives to Valhalla, you start with one blessing of Valhalla, and every time you your cat dies and visits the gates of Valhalla and is hoisted by the Valkyries up to the gates of Valhalla, you are repelled from the gates because it is not your time to reach your final death, but you are given an additional blessing of Valhalla. So with every death, you'll get a little bit stronger. However, because we're doing a one-shot, I don't want us to start on every cat's first life. Mm. Uh, Come on! <laughs> so what I'd like to do... Right. So what I'd like to do... Everyone can choose. You can either choose to randomize this by rolling 1d6 and adding 3 to find out how many adding lives... Adding 3? Oh to find God. out how many lives you have left. Oh, left. Okay. Uh, or you can choose uh, how many lives you have. But keep in mind, for every life you have lost, you will get an additional blessing of Valhalla. So if you choose to only have two lives, you're going to start the game with seven blessings of Valhalla. But also keep in mind that every time I ask you to roll the dice, something dies. And that could very well be your cat. What is something? Like, is it just like, could it be like a nearby blade of grass? Like, what is something? It is whatever you are making the roll against. So essentially, if I'm asking for a roll, it's generally going to be an obstacle that you're coming up against, or it is a something that you are having to face. So it could be you're fighting some like armored crabs, and you're okay. going to see which one of you wins in a fight. It could also be you're trying to swim across a river or leap across a ravine, and if you fail, you die. Of course, then we will have to figure out what happens if you kill a ravine what does that look like and we'll kind of navigate that as a group nothing much <laughs> nothing much yeah, just, you know what that fun. looks like everybody knows Come on. you know yeah. what that was a bad example i'm sorry i i, I <laughs> in the moment i couldn't improvise <laughs> I, i'll just go around the table elliot yeah uh, i'm gonna Spender. roll you're gonna roll go ahead and roll yeah up to the gods oh that's a six you rolled a six so you're starting with the full complement of lives 
Go Damn. off. Not... He's just a kitten. <laughs> That's not what Skunder wants you to think. Skunder wants you to think he's on his like fourth or fifth life. But Skunder's <laughs> awesome. Um, Carolyn, uh, Mr. Tumbo. Uh, I rolled a one. You rolled a one. So one plus three is four. Is four. Famously. Whoa. Famously. <laughs> so you've died five times? I've died but five times. But you're so times. cute. And I'm chubby. very cute. Two of them yeah. have been just drinking related. A glorious drinking. That's the best. A glorious there, drinking. Glorious drinking. <laughs> yeah. So, so Carolyn, you've had five deaths thus far. Give us one of them. And keep in mind that every death in this game has to be glorious and epic. It started at dawn. <laughs> we cracked open the casks of mead and drank and drank and drank. And then we fought and drank some more. I, it was glorious. <laughs> only because I only know that because as I look down upon my dead body, I could see everyone around me was fucking cheering because I'd just done a cool keg stand. <laughs> but I was blacked out as fuck by then. And that's how I died. Excellent. One time. <laughs> it might, might have happened twice, but no more than twice. <laughs> it did happen again, but that's a tale for another time. I didn't intend this to be so piratey. Oh, my God. <laughs> in between sessions. Gar. Chinook, Bulla, do you want to uh, choose your deaths or do you want to roll for it? I rolled a freaking two. <gasps> two plus three, famously, five. <laughs> <laughs> so you've lost four lives. Tell us one of the glorious deaths you have so far felt. <sighs> well, this one time I was tracking my sister to murder her gloriously. And turned out it was a little trappy that they set for me. She knew I was coming. She smelled the wet dog from a mile away. <laughs> and I was then being chased by a ravenous pack of what could only be described as large cannibal wolves. And they chased me down to the cliff edge and then I made a last stand where I killed four of five of them before slipping and falling off the cliff where the wolf then jumped after me. And what killed me wasn't the fall, but it was murdering the wolf in midair as I fell. Uh, this is very my girlfriend goes to another school. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm getting how I die. We're I'm just supposed to believe this. <laughs> yeah, you were supposed to believe that this is I how I die. I killed four out of five of them. I killed four. I made quick I work of four. Five. <laughs> I realized I'm very talented and good, <laughs> and I almost survived. It's given me real Sherlock Holmes, Reichenbach falls, taking him over yes. the edge with you. It's uh, truly one of those moments. I saw the moves in like the time paused and I could like move, you know, <laughs> sure, sure. And I was really cool. You guys should have seen it. I wish I'd been there. It happened. <laughs> <laughs> I keep in mind, death has chosen all of you for a reason. It's because you are. It happened. Death knows. Come on, back me up. You were there. You watched. <laughs> you watched. 
resummon that dog spirit. They can tell it too. <laughs> Fucking yeah, amazing. Yeah. In this game, we assume not just competence, but indeed excellence. <laughs> Guys, I'm excellent. Yes, sweetie. Michelle, hello kitty. Uh, <laughs> how many lives do you have left? Let's see. I rolled a five. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, so five plus three famously is eight. So you've only lost one life and you've lost it gloriously. How did you lose your one life? I murdered I was her. experimenting with my spells. <laughs> <laughs> and That's it horrifying. Went, that voice is horrifying. And it went horribly wrong. <laughs> uh, what, what were you trying to do with the spell and what ended up happening? I was trying to mute one of my siblings. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Oh my God. And what happened? And, and what ended up happening? And instead, I created a large mushroom cloud of, of ultraviolet energy. <laughs> were you the only casualty or were there other casualties? No. I wasn't the only casualty, but no one had their final death. Oh, okay. Then then it's okay. No harm, no foul. It's like Doctor Who regenerations. As long as it's not the last regeneration, it's cool. It's all (laughs) groovy. Is your sibling is your sibling mute now? Sadly, no. (laughs) Very annoying. Hello, Kitty. Terrifying. I love like this. I'm your brother. Oh, I'm the cat. This is how I talk. I'm your brother. I'm a cat. Hello, Kitty is giving me real uh, Isma after she gets transformed into a cat vibes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Perfect. Mm -hmm. I love it. Last but not least, uh, Abby. Inga. Inga also rolled a one. Inga has been around the lives left. Yeah. Inga's the most intimidating to me. Inga's, she's glad to hear that. (laughs) (laughs) Because, like, Norwegians are like, they're really cool looking, but they're not like, and they're cute and pretty, but they're not like a cute, like, kitty. They look like monsters in a cool way. I was going to say, they look like they would, they're intense kitties. So, Inga, what was uh, one of your most epic deaths up till now? Inga was traveling up a a very snowy mountain, trying to reach the top, the peak of the mountain. uh, And in a snowstorm came upon a snow leopard who was guarding the top and said, no, you can't come up here. This isn't your thing. And Inga faced down the snow leopard in an epic battle through the death. And did you take the snow leopard with you in your glorious death? No. Mm. I think Inga lost, but it was one of those things where like, it was a really epic and glorious as you know, as the theme um, <laughs> battle uh, where it, it came down to the end of it was like, this is clearly going to be the final blow and uh, the it was a before the snow leopard finished the job. It was a look of shared like respect of you. This wasn't easy. You gave me quite the fight, but it's not your time to go to the top of this mountain. Love it. Uh, one thing that we uh, there's still two things we have to do: we have to choose our blessings of Valhalla, 
And uh, we also have to have each of you choose your hated nemesis. Mm. And also decide what they're known for. And and Abby, Inga, I'm curious, is your hated nemesis this uh, snow leopard or is it something else? It's actually something else. I think the snow leopard, it was like a mutual respect of of like, all right, this is your territory. And when you deem me worthy of going up here, I can come up there. I think that Inga's uh, hated nemesis is someone that she met uh, many travels before, but who just kind of keeps popping up and is like really annoying and likes to recount Inga's stories, but always in a sort of like not giving them due respect where it's like a funny bar tale where he adds mm. comedic points to it. And she's like, no, it was, it was glorious. And you owe me that respect. And he doesn't do it. Uh, what's his name? <sighs> Jeffrey Paws. Hmm. Hmm. Mr. Paws, I presume. Mr. Paws. And I wouldn't give him that much respect. I always call him by his full name. <laughs> what kept you from killing him up till now? Every time we've actually physically been in the same space together, it was the kind of thing where Inga felt it wasn't like an honorable enough that like she didn't want to just cut it short. It's like, no, you've disrespected me. So I want this to be a thing like she's putting too much on it. And every time they've actually physically been in a space together, it's like this isn't just not the right place. And then all of a sudden he'll disappear or she'll get called away. Um, Is he a cat? He is a cat. Meow, see? Carolyn, Mr. Tumbo. Who is your hated nemesis? Mr. Tumbo in the house. (laughs) That's what I say to my cat, Pearl, when she's like, when she's like investigating something. I call her Pleepo most of the time. I go, Agent Pleepo on the case. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So... That's a little bit about my cats. Um, I was originally (laughs) thinking... As my enemy, if someone wants to take this, please feel free. I was thinking that there's an ancient artifact that's really terrifying. That's a, a Roomba, but they don't know that it's called that. But it's like, that could be a hated enemy. I think that'd be funny. But I think I'm actually going to do, um, my hated nem- nemesis is, uh, because I'm like this monk that's like about revelry and loves like, cat, loves catnip, loves to like lap up a bunch of mead that there's sometimes the dogs, police dogs, like German shepherds will come and like sniff out the catnip and like contraband. And so I think my hated nemesis is a police dog. Is it a specific police dog? Yeah, yeah. A specific police dog. I don't know their name, but I know their scent. And they're a German shepherd with uh, a a clipped ear and like a ridge of a black streak down their back. Like a Rhodesian Ridgeback, but but they're a German Shepherd. What do they smell like? They smell like the fucking cops, bro. Huh. They smell like, <laughs> like they smell like smell like fucking co- bacon, dude. What do you mean? <laughs> they smell fucking, like fucking bacon. bacon, bro. They smell like. First of all, we all know dogs are dirty. They'll they'll roll in their own poop. They'll roll in dead animals, and cats are very clean. Like I love to party, but I always keep it clean. And so I think they smell like a dead raccoon because they mm. like to roll in them. Damn. Gross. Yeah. Oh, oh, and I, this is a note, but all of the times that I've died have been at dawn. 
Mm. Always die. <laughs> Every time I've died, it's been right spicy. as the sun comes up. Yeah, it's pretty glorious. Yeah, it's pretty glorious. It's pretty it's glorious. glorious. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Tumbo on the case. <laughs> Skunder Elliot. Skunder. Skunder. Um, Skunder. <laughs> I hope Skunder says his name like that all the time. Um, Skunder. Skunder. He's like a Pokemon. Skunder. 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 Um, no, Skunder's uh, nemesis, bet you didn't see this coming, is Roderick, the headless English rat. <laughs> Um, who survived after Skunder <gasps> took his head. Um, That's so badass. And continues to haunt him. So when he's speaking to the head, he's speaking to the still alive headless mouse that is like essentially just all the time telling him that he's going to kill him. I love it. That's super fucked up, man. Oh my God, it's kind of like God of War Ragnarok. Yeah, except in, well, yeah, yeah. It's mm. exactly like that. <laughs> I was going to say except in reverse, but I, I have the head, not the body. So yeah, yeah, exactly like that. <laughs> That's so fucked up. I love it. Hello Kitty, Michelle. Who's your hated nemesis? My hated nemesis is um a bunny named Melody. <laughs> what did Melody do to cross you? <laughs> Melody is just comes from like a rival ar- uh, aristocratic family and is like equally powerful to me. And I just want to be the baddest bitch. And Melody also wants to be the baddest bitch. <laughs> mm. Did you go to parties together, like as kids? Is it like, 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 were you friends? Yeah, contempt. I wouldn't say friends. Probably contemporaries. Contemporaries. Rivals, consistently. Does uh, does she also use dark magics? Hmm. But she's even quieter when she does hers. I was going to say, how does she cast her magic? <laughs> she blinks once. It's only one blink, not two no, blinks. No, she wiggles her nose. She's a rabbit. Oh, oh, there you go. That's so good. That's cute. Duh. I want to be. I want this to be real. <laughs> it is. It is real. It's in our, it's like in our imagination. That's not it's real. It's as real That's as we want it bullshit. to be. And uh, Schnook, Bulla. My hated nemesis is a cricket named Ethel. I love it. <laughs> but how did Ethel cross you? Ethel is the one that like made the wild society of dogs and cats turn against each other and whispers into my sister's ear and is the reason that they have betrayed me and um, and like is the reason why I'm hunting them down for death. And they've also found a way to steal the lives of cats. So my sister's died <gasps> multiple times, but... Ethel somehow is able to take lives from cats to give them to her, including two of my own. Oh, what the heck, Nuke, Ethel. How, do you, how do you consistently make the like silliest and most like dramatically twisted, <laughs> like energetically intense game moves all the time? I just yeah. I don't know how you do it. Wild. I got a fucked up little brain. Hey. <laughs> it turns out the exact opposite of Jiminy is Ethel. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Those are some amazing hated nemeses. The last thing we have to do is choose your blessings of Valhalla. Now, for those of you who have lost lives, you get one blessing of Valhalla per death. Uh, so you, you, everyone starts with one no matter what. And you get one additional blessing per death you've gone through. Just for expediency, I don't want to go through everyone's, all of their blessings. I'll let you, because there's a bunch of them. I think there's like 20 or 25. Uh, so I'll let you look through those on your own time. You can send me them sometime before we play. 
But just for the purposes of this podcast, uh, can everyone look through and pick one that you think would be something you'd want to use more than usual? I'm, again, not entirely positive I'm pronouncing it correctly, but Blessing of Bubastis's Fur. It says, your fur is marked with weird and shifting darkness. Roll an additional D6 when striking from the darkness. Mm. Excellent. Anyone else have a blessing that is calling to them? Blessing of ancient witch familiars. Ooh, what does that say? A witch familiar from the age of man has shared the curse of cryptic prophecy. Anytime you roll a six when using your cunning, you may ask a question of death, which will be answered in strange, disturbing visions. Hell yeah. Uh, love little witches familiar. Anyone else have a blessing that's calling to them? I'm going to do blessing of decapitation. Uh, Ooh, what does that do? Okay, great yeah. weapon. I already have the great weapon, so... Um, I'll roll an additional D6 when I use them. Hell I'm fucking yeah. min-maxing this season, baby. Playtime <laughs> over. It's amazing to min-max a game that has one mechanic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still going to do it. <laughs> Let's break this game. <laughs> Don't worry. By the time we get to... If anyone gets down to like their last life, you're going to have nine blessings of Valhalla. You're going to be fucking jacked. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Michelle, anything calling out to you? Yeah, Blessing of Cold Flame. So gain knowledge of dark magics and the mastery to use them in battle. If you already have mastery over dark magics, which, uh, check, roll an additional <laughs> D6 when you use them. Love it. Amazing. Um, and Chinook, what are you feeling? Oof. I'm going to say Blessing of the Gifted Breath of Mankind's yeah. Babe. You may speak as men once spoke. One on exactly one occasion, you may issue a simple command to a dog, and they must obey. Oh, Ooh, love speak it! Because men once spoke, dumb, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it. Again, a lot of you have more blessings of Valhalla to choose. I'll let you do that on your own time. So that is it for character creation for Nine what? Lives of Valhalla. We have five. <laughs> Ferocious felines. That hairball? Everyone sounds feral. Can I get a meow meow? Meow meow. Not as good as before, but you know. So for our game, we are going to be playing an adventure that is that is going to be at least loosely based on the adventure module, The Wreck of the Murderess, which was released by, by Gem Room Games. The Wreck of the Murderess starts with you guys on a ship called the Murderess, sailing off to a distant island where there is some kind of uh, something happening there uh, that Death has asked you to investigate and possibly deal with. But that you are on the last leg of your journey at the start of our uh, adventure you guys have crossed many uh, terrains on your own to get to a port to then sail for many days, if not weeks. So you've had a lot of time to get to know each other. I want to go around the table and from each of you, everyone choose one person you've had a really great moment with and tell me what that was. And one person who you had like not a great moment with or, or like a point of contention. Uh, let's start with uh, Mr. Tumbo. 
Okay, I think I've really enjoyed just the largesse, just like the the bigness and like the wild stories and kind of see someone who's maybe died as many times as I have in Inga. And I think like, well, maybe the younger cats are like sleeping. We like sit out and like share a cup of like warm mead on the prow of the ship and like tell glorious tales of old. So I feel like that's been a fun time. And then I feel like watching Hello Kitty like practice the dark magics and stuff has been like, we've maybe like clashed because I'm kind of like, loosen up, like have a, you have a drink, have, have some drink, some mouse blood or whatever, calm down. And she's like, no, I have to practice like my magics a little bit. And so maybe we've like, I think I've kind of always lived in like a more rough and tumble like community way. And she's like from this aristocracy that I don't quite connect with. If that's cool with you, Michelle. And also the vintage of mouse blood that you're drinking. I mean, come on. (laughs) (laughs) Mouse blood with fish? Come on. You don't mix red with fish. Come on. You don't mix red with fish. Yeah, you have mouse piss with fish. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Mmm, yum, yummy. So, Elliot, Skunder, Mm. what is a positive relationship you have and what's a point of contention with another of your feline crewmates? I think that... um, positive is Inga because I think that Skunder gets the read maybe from Roderick the the rat head or maybe just from like kind of magic sense that Inga has died so many times and mm. has like a deep respect for that and like a jealousy of of the a number of blessings Inga has so I think there's like a positive respect there and then I think negative is maybe Mr. Tumbo because mm. there is a cuteness to Mr. Tumbo that Skunder resents as a very yucky cat. <laughs> All right. Love that. Bola, what is a connection you've made with someone that's positive And what's a point of contention you've had with another member of the crew? I think, and this is cool with uh, Elliot and Michelle. I think Bola really likes Hello Kitty because he doesn't understand that they're doing dark magic because they are nonverbal. And so it's like, this is just a really like sweet, nice cat friend that we brought along and I have to like protect them, even though they're very capable of like doing everything themselves. And then I'm terrified of Skunder because he talked to a rat skull and magic comes out of it. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I don't think I even call Skunder by their, his real name. I'm like, sorceress, <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> and I like kind of just follow. I'm like very... Yeah, I enjoy Hello Kitty and think they're like the smartest, funnest person. Ah, uh, uh. If that's cool with you too. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I'm I love pissed. that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I um, love to be loved. Hello Kitty, Michelle. I think that Hello Kitty gave Inga a makeover one time. <laughs> <laughs> Brushed out the kinks in her fur. And... I don't know if they were in a market, like, bought her something because she thought she would look good. And they, like, bonded Um, because they're kind of like the two girls in the gang. (laughs) (laughs) And then I think she's got a mad beef with Big Scundus over there (laughs) Um, because he just, like, repulses her. And she thinks that he's inferior because he has to use his, like, the rat skull and... um, like gets high all the time and she thinks that he lacks focus and discipline um, and like 
like isn't serious about magic mm-hmm. in the way that she is. Um, and she thinks that he has potential, but like if but he doesn't have like the right constitution or like discipline or anything. Love the contention between the magic users. <laughs> She's like, you have adult ADHD <laughs> and I don't have time for it. <laughs> oh, also this this rat I get skull. it together. <laughs> This rat skull is a deliberate affectation. You don't need it for magic <laughs> casting. You don't need it. It's a crutch. It's only holding you back. It's a crutch. Inga, Abby. Um, it's so funny because I feel like I was going to say a lot of these, like the relations to Inga, like I had similar ideas of, yeah, I think that Inga doesn't like to admit that she has a, um, a lot of pride. Like that's 100% the deadly sin she's most guilty of. <laughs> And so, yeah, getting her fur, like, kind of done up and looking cute, she's like, I don't like that I love this. <laughs> but she does. Um, and, yeah, like, swapping more stories and and loves that, like, Mr. Tumbo, similarly, like, telling stories in bars and, and all of those things. I think that Inga is skeptical of Bulla because um, you have that you grew up with dogs and um, that I, that you say that you're, you're hunting down your twin, but I just, I don't feel completely sure of your motivations and am nervous that you're not, uh, that you may turn on us in favor of, I don't, I don't. Yeah. Hmm. Ooh. Yeah. I think I just might. Now I just might. You just might. Now I just might. Like Inga's now just I a little just wary of of uh, fully putting faith in you. Mm. Am I aware of? Like, are you vocal about that, or is it just you keep it to yourself? I think it's a a thing where Inga is a little bit reserved, so you're kind of a little like it's, just, it's the thing where you're like, are you quieter? Are you mad at me? Right. Like so. <laughs> How is oh your God. day? She's a little bit my nightmare. hard for you to read. Yeah. Okay, cool. Actually, Bola, I, I had a question I just thought of. Uh, since you were like raised with dogs, do you have any like dog-like affectations? Oh, big time. I'm very friendly, maybe a little annoying and um, needs a lot of attention. <laughs> Love it. So just the last thing we'll do is wishes for the game. Uh, so just... Anything that you can think of that you like, we're playing a game of of Viking cats seeking glorious death. What is the thing you most want to see in this game? What's like the experience you want to have? It will be the highlight of that thing. Mm. Uh, and anyone feel free Ooh. to jump in. Carolyn, go ahead. I want like a battle where there's like two chariots like racing along a road and then it's a chariot battle and we're like battling on the on the the other ones on the chariots chariot battle yeah yeah opportunities for cool like combinations for us to do together like non-traditional battle Mm. structures of like not just like we're flying i don't know we have wings somehow and we're flying around (laughs) that'd be sick combo we we could throw each other we could throw each other yeah like sky battle yeet you yeah yeah Some, some crazy shit, dude. Want to be yeeting people? Crazy. I just want to yeet people. I want to get yeeted, or someone to Do get. Do kids still say yeet? What is the opposite yeah. of yeet? Isn't there an anti-yeet? 
Michelle, you're 14. Yes. (laughs) You know what the kids like. Do they still say yeet? Yeah, we're saying it all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeet this, yeet that. (laughs) Yeet that with a little bit of salt and pepper. Yeet it, yeet. Yeet your vegetables. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Michelle, what do you want to see in the game? Um... Tell me if this is uh, out of line, but I want to solve riddles. (laughs) (laughs) I love riddles, so I said this. (laughs) All right, solving riddles. Perhaps a troll has some riddles for us. Oh, my God. Don't tempt me, Frodo. (laughs) (laughs) Abby, what do you want to see in the game? Oh, I mean, I second riddles. You know I love uh, to finagle a mystery. Maybe Maybe some betrayal? Not necessarily PvP. But, but some betrayal. But some betrayal. Ooh, betrayal could be and intrigue. What's PvP? Oh. Uh, player versus player. Oh, I figured that out in my head <laughs> as you, and then you answered, and I was like, you you're just like, yes, 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 yes. Three more seconds to crack that. <laughs> That's a riddle for you. That's that's the riddle right there. That's the first riddle. Okay, well, clearly I'm very good at riddles. <laughs> I love it. And Elliot Skunder, uh, what wishes do you have for the uh, for the campaign? I so I just like love mythic battles in in like video games and stories and stuff. And mm. so I really want to fight something that has like scale, like a God of War battle kind of scale, like Ooh, a really love big that. fuck-off monster that ultimately gets taken down in, like, one epic move. You're talking, like, uh, kaiju battle, Shadows kaiju of the Colossus. Kaiju level battle where you're, like, you know, like, old Prince of Persia games where you're, like, climbing up and you're hitting the button to keep climbing and all that? Yeah. 100%. Love it. And that is all for this episode of My First Dungeon. Tune in next time to see these ferocious felines seek a glorious death in our game of Nine Lives to Valhalla! Bye-bye, everybody. Meow, meow. Meow. Woof. Woof. What's that wolf doing in there? Get that wolf out of here. At least, I assume that you do, as you've listened to every minute of this episode. And yet you haven't already left us a five-star review? Well, what are you waiting for? Get over to Spotify or Apple Podcasts and leave that review now! It's always wonderful to hear words from our adoring fans. Getting more ratings helps people find the show and love it as well. And we love to hear your nice words. So head over to Spotify and Apple Podcasts and leave us that five-star review. Ta-ta!